I don't know about you, but um, when I just pause to think about everything that's going on, like sometimes I, my, my mind is blown. I'm thinking, like, how, how is this happening? I feel like I'm in a movie. This doesn't feel real. Who would have imagined at the turn of 2020, perhaps a year when we all had great expectations, hopes and dreams, 2020 vision, it's going to be a great year, that a few months into the year we'd be grappling with a global pandemic. It, it feels mad. And so it's understandable that lots of people are asking the question, where is God? And, and so the Bible's answer to this is surprising and incredible and wondrous because it does say that God is with us. And I just want to share three ways that God truly is with us uh, in this moment. And the first is that God is with us in his power. God is with us in his power. What do I mean by that? About, um, I don't know, 15, 16 years ago, um, a friend of mine got her first mobile phone and uh, she was really pleased with it. She loved the technology. She thought it was great. And a few days after she got it, she came into work and uh, I was asking her how it was going. And uh, she said that it, it wasn't working anymore. And, uh, and I was intrigued, like, like it's a brand new phone. Like, why is it not working? So I, I jokingly said to her, like, you, you have charged it, haven't you? You have kind of connected it to the power. And I could tell by the look on her face that suddenly it dawned on her that maybe this thing didn't have an eternal battery or wasn't solar powered. And she realized that she actually did need to charge it and plug it in for it to work. If there was no power, then it was simply no good. In the New Testament, in the book of Acts, which is the fifth book in the Bible, there's a story told of one of Jesus' followers. His name is Paul. And he's talking to a group, a group of Greek philosophers and he's telling them about Jesus. We find the story in Acts chapter 17. And one of the things he says is found in verses 24 to 28. He says this. This God made the world and everything in it. He is the Lord of heaven and earth. He gives life, breath and everything else to all people. God has done all this so that we will look for him and reach out and find him. He isn't far from any of us. And he gives us the power to live, to move, and to be who we are. And what Paul is simply saying here is that none of us would even exist without God. God created us, and God is continually, every moment, every millisecond of the day, at work in and through us. The very breath, like, why don't you even now? Take a breath right now. And the very fact that you were able to do that is a gift from God. Like if God removed him, his power from us, it would be game over. The scriptures declare over and over again that God is the source of all life. And the fact that we are living and breathing now is the first evidence that God is with us. If God ceased to be then we would cease to be. He is the source of all that holds the universe together. He's the power that holds it all together. You know, it's interesting that, that, that these words that I've just read, Paul actually hijacks 
from an ancient Greek poet. He's talking to Greek people and he and he takes a poem that a Greek philosopher has written and he uses those words. He, he literally applies those words to God. He says, you know this poem. Well, that poem, those words in that poem speak so truly of God. In this God, we live and move and have our being. We wouldn't be able to exist without him. Many of us were involved in that emotional moment on Thursday evening when at eight o'clock, We opened our windows and we stood outside our home and we applauded the NHS and the frontline workers. It was an amazing moment. Many of us did it in our clothes. People filmed it. It was so powerful when we were saying collectively as a nation, like we we couldn't do this without you. We're so grateful. We depend on you. And I think if Paul was here today, he would join in that clapping and that applause. And like he did here, he'd probably hijack those applause and and at the same time say, and those applause should also be directed to God, because without this God, we would absolutely be in trouble. He is the source of all life. God is with us in his power. But secondly, God is with us with his presence, his very presence. I've already mentioned that in 271 days time, it will be Christmas. Eight months time, we'll be celebrating the fact that God broke into human history and became a man, the son of God, Jesus Christ. In Matthew chapter one, we get the story of an angelic encounter for Joseph with an angel telling him that that Mary's not been unfaithful to him, but actually she is conceiving by the Holy Spirit, the very son of God. And the angel says that that baby is to be called Jesus. But he also goes by another name, Emmanuel, meaning God with us. One of Jesus' closest friends and disciples and followers wrote this jaw-dropping statement in John chapter 1, verse 14. He says that God has become flesh and blood and has walked among us. The greatest wonder of all. The greatest news of all is that God loves us so much that he chose to join us in our suffering and darkness. Like heaven entered earth, light entered darkness. God's purity and perfection carried our selfishness and sinfulness on a cross. In Jesus, we see what God is fully like. Like God never promised us that we would go through this life without suffering. In fact, suffering, sadly, is a consequence of a world that has rejected God as the source of life and refused to live the life that we were created to live. We see the consequences of that all around us and throughout human history. But God understands our suffering. He understands our pain and tragedy and death through Jesus, because Jesus himself, when he was here 2000 years ago, physically, God made flesh. He understood the agony of the death of loved ones. He he understood the anger that he felt of the injustices of his day. He felt the pain of being wounded or disappointed or rejected by those close to him. And so many others, other ways that he experienced suffering like we experience suffering. In Jesus, we find the God who understands suffering because he's the God who entered into our suffering, even death on the cross. And yet to prove that he was God, this incredible story tells us that the overwhelming evidence points to the fact that Jesus three days later rose from the dead, defeating death. 
And the God who has the power and the love to defeat death means that that same love and power can be at work with us here in life. God is with us in his power, but he's also with us in his presence. When Jesus returned to heaven, he sent the Holy Spirit, the very spirit of God to be with us all in the everyday moments of our lives, even while we sleep. God is with us in his presence. And finally, God is with us with partnership, through his partnership. I remember even just a few months ago, we had our, some of our young people together and we were talking through the, the story of the feeding of the 5,000 where Jesus asks his followers to try and find some food to feed thousands upon thousands of people and all they can rustle up is five loaves and two fish. But that's enough for Jesus. Moments later, he prays over it because he is God made human. The food is multiplied. Everyone is well fed and there's enough to spare. And as we talk with the young people about this story, someone asked, like, why did Jesus do the miracle this way? Why did he involve the disciples? Why didn't he, why didn't he just tell the disciples just to sit down and Jesus conjure up the food? And, and, and then feed everyone. Why did he involve the disciples? It's a great question and it has a breathtaking answer. And the answer is this, that God loves to work with us and through us. He chooses partnership. God is with us in the world. God is active in the world as he partners with us to see heaven break out. And so whenever we see kindness breaking out, it's a sign that God is with us because God is coming. Whenever we see someone comforting someone or weeping with them, it's a sign that God is with us because God weeps with us and he comforts us. Whenever we see someone forgive someone who's hurt them, refusing revenge, it's a sign that God is with us because this God forgives Whenever we see someone healed, either through medical intervention or through a miracle, it's a sign that God is with us because this God restores and heals. Whenever we see justice prevail or generosity break out, it's a sign that God is with us because he's a God of justice and generosity. Whenever we see good news come, it's a sign that God is with us because he's a God of good news in a bad news world. Whether we believe in God or not, we can all be involved in the works of God because God wants to see more of heaven break out in the world. And when it does, it's a sign that God is with us. God is with us through his power. We can't even exist and breathe without him. God is with us through his presence. He has physically come into human history to suffer and die and rise for us. And now is with us by his spirit his very presence. And God is with us through partnership as we join in with what God is doing in the world to see heaven break out right here, right now upon the earth. You know, the Bible really doesn't get into the question of does God exist? It just assumes God exists and he's with us. The question that the Bible poses to us today is, will we choose to be with God both now and for all eternity. God is with us, but do we want to be with him? Are we willing to humbly admit that we're not clever enough, smart enough, perfect enough to fix our lives? 
that we can't fix our world, that only the creator of our soul can heal our soul. Are we willing to reach out to this God and say, I need you. I depend on you. I surrender my life to you. You be the savior, the king, the Lord of my life. I put you first. I choose to be a follower of Jesus in the world. God is with us.